Hey, thanks for joining me. I have Joe Cox from Pop Marketer here today, and we are going to be talking about some really fun things. Joe has some great experience, and I'm really excited for him to share with us. So, Joe, thanks for being with us. Valerie, thank you so much uh, for having me here on the Marketing Wins podcast. And yeah, let's have some fun. It's it's great. Got to kind of catch up with you a little bit before this. So looking forward to uh, uh, looking forward to talk about um, you know getting creative. Yeah. And, well, yeah, uh, to get brands to kind of break break out and uh, break out. Yeah, and be heard. <laughs> well, I, I love like when we spoke together on a panel a couple months ago. I just loved your approach towards things. And honestly, I just, I mean, your name says it all. I mean, it's all about like that pop. It's, it's just, it's, uh, it's something about getting noticed. So tell me a little bit about what pop marketer is all about. How did you get into where you're at now with pop marketer? Well, my background I have the long version and the short one. We're going to go short. We're going to go the short version. <laughs> I've learned that lesson over time. Uh, it, it, you know, I come from a background of starting my career out in the, the, the old world of publishing, right? Like that was, was really just kind of uh, uh, the weekly rag here in Kansas City. It was called the pitch, right? And uh, we're coming right out of college. Um, I got that, but somehow lucked myself into, don't know still how it happened, but jumped on um, to Red Bull as it like came into the Midwest um, from the coasts uh, right. and worked for Red Bull. Um, that was really my, I'd say that's my, where I got my religion of branding and marketing was, uh, you know, the early 2000s uh, working uh, in, in, in Red Bull and um I was really cheap labor, so they were able to basically just shift us all around the country to different events and different different things. And I was able to, like I said, pick up the um, not, you know the the religion of of brand marketing and why you do it and how you do it, and um, uh, that that I was uh, that really kind of set a spark out, right? So. I, I went from there to uh, a brand like Red Bull to Coca-Cola. Um, and that's where I learned about big giant brands and how yeah. differently they maneuver and uh, the different ways in which kind of the, you know, the, the brands of yesteryear, right? Like hundred year brands, um, how they adapt to change and, and how you do and, and get noticed and, and make ideas happen within brands like, like that. Um, and then for some reason I went over and I said, I want to do that social media was really blowing up and I had done so much like influencer work and event work. Um, but I was always more interested in how do you do this, um, without having to go out and, and, uh, into the world, how do you do this online? Right. How do yeah. you, how do you do those same kinds of things with communities, uh, and influencers online? So I, uh, really went deep into the social media thing, um, spent about 10 years uh, at agencies, working with tons of different brands and really kind of getting my, you know, getting getting kind of used to the speed and understanding of different brands and what they need in marketing and, and just getting practice, right? Um, yeah. And uh, that led me to, uh, that led me to Pop Marketer. And, you know, over time, um, working with, uh, you know, on the brand side and the agency side and seeing brands do it a hundred times and going through and doing those ideas that are just, 
the outside of the box ideas, right? The ideas that are, they're just not commercials and they're just not advertising. They're, they're something else, right? And being able to articulate that and to um, sell that um, and get a brand to be courageous enough to do those. uh, You know, I, I picked up a lot of, uh, just picked up a lot over time. And that turned into, you know, this, this idea of, you know, fusing pop culture and, and brand marketing and really calling it a name. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's where it came from. So I've been doing that, you know, making podcasts and content and working with uh, brands and clients for a couple of years now. That's Hard to great. believe. Wow. That was the short that's, one. That was you've the had quite the one. journey. <laughs> Uh, I love how you mentioned that you start off as the cheap labor because that's how I felt when I first entered my uh, my first agency experience was I'm the cheap labor and uh, I learned a lot but gosh at some point you're like I really need to be making a little bit more than this you got to and you gotta and and it is the most important time because it's really where you're paying your dues where you are uh you learn how to get fast like on the agency side right you learn the real idea of like speed and real idea of oh okay this this is how you kind of get it's just practice right like you're you're pushing those boundaries and um I wouldn't give it back for anything however I'm happy that I look upon it with nostalgia now um and the edges are a bit you know, rub down, but it's hard. It's a, it is a tough spot, but that's where the learning, you might not notice at the time, but the learning happens at that time when you're not expensive, they, you can, and you can be in a lot of rooms and nobody minds and you can just yeah. kind of listen and um, soak up all that knowledge from the brains in the room. Absolutely. Yeah. I learned a ton from, from that time of my life. Um, and just getting to experience like working with, I mean, the brands we were working with were making custom apps that would go along with marketing campaigns. And, you know, they had their photo shoots and their commercials and their this and that. And then, then when I branched off to work with my own clients that were much more small, much more local, um, it was, okay, how can I take what I learned there and apply it? So I'm sure you've seen a lot of that yourself. Um, what are you seeing with the, the clients you work with? How do they resonate with this concept of pop culture and marketing and how to fuse the two together? How are you seeing that play out with your clients? With, with my clients, and I think this is the, the big part, is you, you, you have to, you know, if you're, if you're going to be working with me uh, on something, then you're you already really want it, right? Like yeah. you already get it. And to a point, you just don't know exactly how you activate that or, or where to start, right? Um, I think a lot of times brands in general, I mean, here's my, here's the philosophy of it is like, I think that brands and celebrities are, are and celebrity and fame are way closer than the marketing or advertising world wants to believe. Um, and yeah. I get it. Like we need to be professional, we need to be business, and we need to say things like brand resonance, and and that you have you know the hundred different words of personas and 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 what and I honestly think what we really mean is we want 
to brands to be famous, right? Like we want them to be talked about. We want people to know it and be aware of that. And um, I think we get ourselves, a lot of, a lot of people get themselves kind of wrapped up into the side of it that is, I like to keep it simple. And to me, that makes it simple. So if we can get talked about and we can get known for something and we can, uh, uh, you know, kind of make a dent in, in all the noise that's going on, like I, sure. that it's, it's the, the toughest part I see is, you know, thinking that if we do the same thing that everybody else does, that that is what you check off the list and we got to just keep up with uh, the competition uh, and or, um, you know, the disconnection of of really the outcome you want and really going all in on uh, uh, the seriousness and the data, you know, all data side of yeah. of marketing and taking the soul out of it. So if you're going, coming to me, you're already kind of there and you're wanting to be part of culture, you want to push it forward and you just want the kind of consulting on, on, on where to go, what part of, you know, popular culture to go into or partner with and, and take it from there. But um, I do see the biggest struggle and the point of pop marketer is kind of call it what it, you know, call it what it is and to um, uh, really kind of go after things in the same way um, that, that popular culture does and, and feed off that energy. Yeah. How do, I'm sure you've probably dealt with people who come to you. They want to push the boundaries of what they've been doing before, or just what's been done in their industry, but they're not like they want to, but they don't want to, they have this tension. Um, how do you deal with that pushback when, you know, you know, what's right for a client, um, that's going to really help them you know, use, use pop culture, use marketing effectively, but they're just not ready for it. It's a little scary for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it happens all the time. And I, I think it is, and I say it the same way. It's like, they kind of want to, they're on the fence, but nine times out of 10, it's that they, they can't get it through to the, the kind of um, leadership, right? It's not, it's not them. They want it. Yeah. But it is that they can't get it through the red tape or the sure. kind of gauntlet of, uh, and, it, and the bigger the company, the harder it kind of is to be able to get those things through uh, yeah. to that, that gauntlet of like, hey, there's, here's something new. Um, and, and then it's like, okay, well, could I see all the case studies of other brands that it's worked for? Or can I, and it's like, oh, no, we're doing something new, uh, you right. know, and um, so, so a hundred percent, it, 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 part of my job is to consult and to, uh, help somebody learn how to articulate that idea and how to, uh, bulletproof that idea and how to get it through, uh, in the same language that their leadership or that whatever, you know, they're, they're having to get that idea through it's to sell the idea, um, not just having an awesome idea that is going to change the world um, or get, you know, a bunch of headlines um, or get a community really, really, you know, jazzed. It's about how do you connect it to business? How do you make sure that it is it checking all the boxes still to be able to get through, um, uh, you know, to survive? I, it's tough. You've been in the agency world. You know how many amazing ideas just, you know, are just 
gone, right? Like, right. And, and, and it's, it is tough. Um, I'm fine with it uh, by now, but yeah, it's, it's not because people don't want it. It's most of the time is it's we, we as a team can't, can't figure out how to sell it through. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm sure as a result, you've had to kind of pivot ideas and adjust and probably even as you brand your own agency and your own consulting services that, you know, you've had to kind of pivot and adjust and adapt. How have you found yourself innovating in the recent years to help get your own message out? It's constant. And I think it's part of it's part of the whole pop marketing thing too, is that you just have to, and I think this is in general, but you just have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable uh, mm. and you have to kind of build it into your DNA of the, your company or your business of, of being that being part of the job, right? Like yeah. that being part of the job is that you have time built in to be able to, you know, most important to listen what you know what's the mood of the room what is the mood of what's happening in the world right now what's what where are the things that are moving from the edges to popular culture where you can really get a lot of energy and you can kind of utilize that and harness on, onto it um you know as it kind of dies into mainstream or not dies but moves into mainstream sure. where the it has less energy right uh to be able to siphon and to be able to kind of utilize um, but, uh, yeah, it is constant. You're it's constantly, it's constantly questioning. Is this, you know, what clubhouse going to do? Is that going to be everything should go all in on that? Yeah. Uh, you know, hold on for a second. looks like it's not doing so well, or, you know, where's crypto or the metaverse or all these things. It's so important yeah. to be on top of those things and to be able to, um, understand when it's the, the right time to strike. So I would say the thing that helps me most with innovation, and I think what I say to most to brands that I work with is focus. Mm. Like you have to really, there's so, like, what do you do when you can do, it's something that a, that a, a, a mentor of mine had always said, and he, he was like, what do you do when you can do anything? Like the the internet and the world around us, we can kind of do anything now. You know, it used to be, you know, my my dad's age even. It was like, okay, do you want to do what your your parents did, or do you want to, um, you know, what are the four or five different things in this yeah. world you want to do? And now it's there's so many opportunities that I think brands get um, frozen. You know, yeah. of like what to do, and there's should we do this new thing? Is, 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 is this new channel the thing to do? Is, um, you know, TikTok, what, how should we do that? And what they do is you end up doing a whole lot of nothing or kind of stuff. Right. And never really get momentum. So how I, in, you know, how I grab my own attention and make sure that we're doing the right thing is by zeroing in and focusing on the one, what are the one thing you want to do? What do you want to be known for? What's the one message? Not the 10, not like, what's the one thing that we can all as a team focus energy on and push that through over and over again versus the hundred different things. Sure. Wow. Yeah. Well, and so, I mean, 
maybe this maybe this doesn't exhaust you. It exhausts me sometimes of just like, mm. how do you keep up with what is going on in pop culture? Um, and and what's going on in the world to be able to say, this is where we should kind of test the waters, try something new. Um, you know, as a marketer, you probably keep a broader view on things than your clients do because you want to be able to tell your clients, hey, these are the different possibilities out there. Um, are there any resources or habits that you've adopted that help you kind of stay on top of things? It's a it's an extremely good question, Valerie. Like, and I'm, I'm so glad you brought it up because it's, it's kind of, you know, as, as I progress and as I talk to people and as I get in front of audiences and as, as we go, it's, it's, it, it becomes partly about how to partner with popular culture and do the things that popular culture does to get attention from your audience. But there's this other side of it that you brought up, which is, do you want to have better ideas in the room? Do you want to, you know, do you want to be able to resonate whenever you, you, when, and then come in like fully loaded with all these things where people are like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Hmm. Like, and yes, you do, like, because you're going to be invited to more rooms. If you can really harness those things and bring those to the table, like those, those pieces that are kind of just right there in the right space in popular culture where they're not too out of, out of field, but yeah. they're, they're doing what you want them to do. And, and, and those, it, there's no better place to be, but you bring it up and it is exhausting. And, and Nick, and I think in 2019, it was exhausting after 2020, <laughs> I've learned a couple of things, which I think it goes beyond exhausting and you can really, I feel like you could really do some damage, right? You can, yeah. and I've been there. You can really, you, you can burn yourself out by trying, by keeping, you know, the, keeping yourself so open and like it's constantly feeding yourself the new and trying to keep up with something that guess what, you'll never keep up with, right? right. Like it's just too much. So I think part of but everything that I do is really for myself too. And so I'm learning as I go, but I am a father now. I have, um, uh, I have a lot more that I had than when I was my twenties, when I was really just really like cued in. Um, but you, I need to still be cued in. I just don't want to have to be, I, I, you know, I won't be playing video. I have to be cued in what's going on with video games, but I can't be playing them nearly as much, which means yeah. never, right? Like <laughs> maybe, maybe a podcast, but not playing. Sure. Um, some things that really help me out is, I mean, I live on Flipboard. Like curation to me is of utmost importance, right? Yeah. So I have to manage my time on social media. Um, I have to be able, I cannot, especially through 2020, it became, you know, I had to really tighten up the, the pieces that I follow, the, the things that I follow. And I'm not talking about Facebook more than I am like Twitter, um, yeah. And it, and I had editing, to, right? Like it's like, a garden. This voice isn't worth it. I'm gonna unfollow or I'm gonna hide this. Yep, it's a garden. So I'm tending a garden constantly. Yeah. So if you just let everything through, I I do it like I read books the same way. It's like, well, I need. I'm. What am I after? And what I'm after is ideas, yeah. right? Like it's not. It's so whenever I'm watching TV or whenever I'm consuming media at all. There is a bit of more of an active, 
I have to be a little bit more active. It can't be kind of set back. Like, what am I after? What am I looking for? And who brings those ideas on a regular or what brand or, or what uh, publisher or what person brings those ideas to the table. And I have, you know, I'll have a personal feed and then curate a feed that is, you know, chock full of, of everything that is um, pop culture and the things that I want to keep up on. So I feel like you have to take a lot of time to, or at least take time to curate and, and be, noticeable of the media that you're taking in um, yeah. uh, and, and, and know, know what questions you're going to be asking of it instead of just trying to consume it all the time and hoping that something, fall, you know, interesting falls out of it. Sure. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate that because it's something that I struggle with myself um, in just knowing, like, I mean, there's just so much content coming at us left and right. And when you try to keep up with it, it can be a beast. So um, I, I love how you said, like, you're just not going to keep up with it. Like, it's impossible, you know? And I think if you can have that perspective, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to just kind of do the best I can and, and pay attention and, and not, not stress myself out that I'm not on it all the time. Yeah. Um, and you got to set your, you got to set yourself up, set some time up, whether it be first thing in the morning where you're, where your brain still kind of you, it's a good time to kind of feed your brain um, yeah. or some people at nighttime <clears throat> or in between on like a lunch and, you know, a curated Twitter uh, is, is great to have Flipboard. I live on um, Flipboard is an app that kind of took the place of probably five or six years ago, my um, RSS reader, right? Like that sure. had everything curated. So Flipboard is just much easier to manage and much more visual. And it's like having literally my own personal magazine, right. That yeah. I edit and curate. And so those are, and, and then having great email, you know, like email newsletters and stuff, you have to, you have to trim them. You can't, yeah. you just have a, a, a section in your inbox or outside of your inbox that are, you know, the top 10 people that are bringing those kind of ideas. Right. And that are, are that are bringing value uh, to to your feed, yeah. uh, and and I think that kind of diet, that media diet, is is crucial, especially if you're in this business. If you're in pop pop uh, marketing business, 100 percent, because you just yeah. you, you got you you can burn yourself out pretty quick. But um, curation and then having those right tools in place is key. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, we like to talk about. Um, just some simple wins that people can do um, to help move their brand a little bit for a little bit forward. And I know you've obviously seen a lot with your clients, but what is uh, what's a few personal wins that you've experienced uh, here as you've been building out your own brand and your business and your podcast and, and just some of those different pieces? What's what's a win that you've experienced? I think that I am, I am a hundred percent pushed on. I have to have little wins all the time, right? Like I had, mm-hmm. it's just how I'm built. So I have to, I have to see that progression, right? Like, yeah. and be constantly uh, reminded of what I'm doing and, and that I'm moving forward and progressing. So, uh, you know, to me, the simplest things are the most important. The fact that I have gone, that I am consistent with content, with, with a podcast coming out every two weeks, 
is uh and that i have that system in place being you know i've you learn when you come from a place of having a team and having a lot of resources to a place where you don't have resources how quickly you have how poorly we scale right like and how how much stuff you can actually really get it done and really move in on um to me having you know built it from nothing and having a podcast which is the pop marketing podcast uh, and and building that out kind of as I go, but building it out on a consistent level and then watching, um, you know, my video and production and all those kind of just, if I look at episode one, that is that, that, that I need to do every six months or so, just yeah. to remind myself of like where you start and how quickly over time you just get better and better um, yeah. at things. And consistency is extremely hard for everyone really tough from really it is because life happens um but for marketers and brands it's 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 still the case you know we're used to just campaign after campaign and like refresh and renew whenever really what people are after how you build an audience and how you build fans and how you build people to understand what you are is by consistently you know beating that same drum into the world um, yeah. so I'm most proud of myself on, on, you know, especially with somebody who consistency, uh, is not, it's not, that it's not, it's, it's just not it. I have, yeah. I have, I've helped with those things, but yeah, to be able to do that is, um, is big and to be able to put that out. And then, um, Hey, it's, it's to be able to, uh, do this from my home, be able to spend time. Uh, in 2020, a lot of us did this, but to be able to manage both those worlds uh, and to be able to be just kind of a stair steps away from, um, you know, spending some time outside with my daughter or or kind of cooling off on the travel and still still becoming a business and still bringing in clients and having work. I mean, I couldn't be luckier and, and I couldn't feel more fortunate yeah. um, than to be able to kind of take a pause over the last year right and really get a chance to prioritize reprioritize and refresh you know what what a happy life means to me yeah that's great so if you were to give any advice to somebody who's looking for their own quick win or their own simple win um, to help give them that next step of momentum in their marketing strategy what would you tell them you said it right there, quick win and simple win. Like that yeah. is it. I, you know, I remember it is an, uh, another mentor of mine would always like, you got to just do it once, right? Like you just got to prove it once and then everybody will want that thing, right? Like yeah. they'll get it. The key is this, the key in your own personal business growth and, and large brand growth is sneak it in. Stop mm. thinking so big right? Like it is much, I, I've learned this so much and it, and it's the same, whether it's small or large is that it's easier to bring something in and to make something happen with no resources or very little resources mm. than it is to ask. And the more money you put on something, the more pressure you put on something. So it is really, at the end of the day, it's all about though our we want to get to these really big places and do the things that 
you know, a Wendy's does or that, you know, to be a, uh, uh, a, a purveyor of, of culture in general, like a Nike, it's like they don't, they didn't get there on day one. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. We've all heard it before, but find, sneak in a win, sneak in something. If you want something to done, do it where the pressure is going to be less than, hey, we're going to be using all of our marketing dollars that need to, if this doesn't sell this many at this time, if you take that pressure off, yeah, for sure. and that's usually by using less resources, then it, to me, it's always been the key to how you start to kind of build the muscles um, uh, to do the things you want to do. I love that. I love that concept of just starting small and building momentum from there um, and, and not putting that pressure. I think I've seen that too many times in marketing projects where they just put the whole weight of the world on this one effort. And uh, yeah, I think people feed into that energy too, when you feel kind of that spirit of desperation, like this has to work. Whereas if you're coming out of this spirit of abundance, I think it just flows a little bit better. At least that's from what I've experienced. So, well, Joe, thanks so much for joining us today. If people want to learn more about you and what they're, what you're doing, where can they find out more information? Uh, you can easily go to just pop-marketer.com and find out a little bit more uh, about me there. Uh, you can listen to the Pop Marketing Podcast, which you don't have to listen to me. It's I, I'm lucky enough to have some really amazing guests and I uh, that come from all parts of popular culture, whether it be for brands uh, or whether it be from the study of popular culture uh, in the uh, academic world um, or whether it come from uh, popular culture uh, and the, the purveyors of popular culture themselves. So uh, you can catch the Pop Marketing Podcast basically anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Uh, and other than that, just it's easy to find me. You know, I think if you put Joe Cox and pop marketing in there, uh, I'm working on just pop marketing in general, but like uh, you, you track me down. You can hit me up on LinkedIn, Twitter. I, I just not TikTok. I, I mean, I have, I'm on TikTok, but really just be careful. It might be a minute before I get to you. And that's yeah. okay. It's okay. Yeah, Some things great. you just can't do. Sometimes you just can't be everywhere. And like you said earlier, you gotta, you gotta edit, you gotta tend that garden and pull the weeds out and focus your energy in uh, the places where you want to be spending your time. So thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. And I appreciate all the insights that you've been sharing today. I know I've gotten a few great ideas uh, just about how I can be approaching my marketing a little bit smarter and more strategic and just editing out so that I can really be focusing on what's going to make it pop. If you liked what you just heard, please hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our future episodes. And while you're at it, go ahead and leave us a review. That not only helps us out, but it helps others discover great interviews just like this one.